When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You are listening to Three Valleys Radio. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Morris backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris, expanding by the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Six minutes gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal! Hello, how are you? Welcome to the Glovers Cast. With me, Ian Perkins, and I am joined by Dave Coates and Ben Barrett this morning. Welcome back, gentlemen. Hello, sirs. How are we? Good morning. All it's right. all over. Yeah. The yes. day we've been waiting for for <laughs> at least three months. It's all over. Done. We can breathe. It's <sighs> absolutely done. Yeah. Yeah. There was a real sense of relief about the season finishing yesterday. I think yeah. from everyone, really. You know, I was at the game and the, the players, you know, the, the manager came straight over and did his, you know, they all did a lap of honour and he stood in front of the Thatcher stand for a a long while, while the you know supporters showed some appreciation, and you know the, the the context of the day with Lee Collins' family and everything there, it was it was quite a, it was a, a positive experience. You know, the the football was second really to to what was going on yesterday, um, but it was it was nice. I think you know the season's been shit, hasn't it? The season's been atrocious. It's been probably the worst season in our in our history, given everything that's gone on, and we, you know, we've said we wanted it in the bin quite a few times. Um, but yesterday, even even with all that, that every, even with everything that had happened this season, and how the football had been terrible and the results had been terrible, it still sort of felt like it ended on a in a positive way, with you know fans back in the ground and just clapping everyone, appreciating the effort these players have gone to, because you know 
even though the results haven't been great. I, I said that, you know, they're our team that have had to play in the most difficult circumstances of their entire careers. And, you know, they've done it, they've done it for us in, you know, in Yeovil Town shirts. And I think we should appreciate that, really. Yeah, here, here. I think I was thinking about it last night. I was exactly the same as you, just a huge sigh of relief. And I don't know about you, but it feels like uh, it feels like that time at the start of the season where we didn't know if we were going to get any football. We didn't know how it was going to look. We didn't know what it was going to be. And all we wanted was some football. All we wanted was the season, just to give us some some resemblance of normality, to give us a bit of routine, to give us those bits and pieces we could look forward to. And that feels like a very, very long time ago. Just not not in terms of just the world, but actually just as a as a club, we've been through a lot during that season. 42 games. It's felt like 442 at times. Um, yeah, I'm I'm relieved it's over, but I'm glad it happened in a weird way. Does that make any sense? Like, I needed it. I needed it. At the start of the season, I needed it. But it very quickly turned, turned sour and, yeah, I'm, I'm glad it's over. I'm looking forward to looking forward to August and it restarting up again. Yeah, that summer, when when you remember back to, because it was October, wasn't it? Start of October that we, we ended up starting. Yeah. And yeah. like you say, we, we we were all like, oh, I can't wait for football to be back. And then for the first few months, it was like, oh, I really wish football hadn't come back. It was like, draw, 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 loss, 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 draw, 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 wasn't it? Right up until that Bromley, wasn't it? First win was a Bromley game in December. Yeah, um, well, we did, yeah, we did so, beat Kev, Dover on penalties. Oh, sorry, I meant the... Um, but in, in yeah, the, I meant the uh, league game. Yeah, that was December, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, the, it was. The cup. Oh, yeah, winning on penalties, of course. Yeah, blimey, it is a long time <laughs> How ago. How long ago does that yeah. seem? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that does seem like a long time ago, doesn't it? Um, but, yeah, it, it, I am just glad it's over. Um, as, as Ben says there, I, you know, can't wait for... Looking out my window now, there's blue sky and sunshine. I want that in sometime in August. Um, we can all be talking about going to Hanley Town for a friendly, and uh, yeah, and we'll, we'll we'll start again there with with whatever whatever there is. Uh, and no, nobody knows, do they? We we can all pontificate about what um what there might be, and I'm sure there will be some pontification this morning. Um, but yeah, it's um, I was I was very glad to. Not that I heard the final whistle, but very glad to see everyone stop running and start shaking hands anyway yesterday. Yeah. Should we talk about the game for a bit? Um, even though, you know, secondary on the day. I feel thought we, you know, we held a good account of ourselves. I think Stockport sort of kept us at arm's length and they had plenty more gears to go through. Um, I think once they scored the, the goal, they were quite content with it. Um but we how a... was that goal given as Adam as John John Rooney's goal? That was never his goal. <laughs> no, but he is some player. He is a good player. Yeah, he is yeah. a very good player. Um, yeah, yeah, you can see why they are where they are when they've got someone in the midfield of that quality. Yeah. And you think that with Paddy up front as well. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. They looked good without him, didn't they? They did. They looked really good. Um, played the ball well and yeah, they, they they were an entertaining team to watch, but I thought we had you know we had our chances. Quigley in the first half, Ruben Reed had a good header, and then you know Quigley off the bar just after half time. Yeah. You know we it could have been more than it was, but like I said, I don't think Stockport. You know, I don't think they got into third gear at any point really. 
No, it yeah. felt like if we had equalised, if we had, if that quickly header would have gone in, you would have felt like they would have just upped their game a little bit and found, like you say, the extra gear. They had more to give Stockport. They knew as soon as they got that goal, as long as they kept it like that, that was their that was their position finalised. It didn't matter how many goals Hartlepool scored. They were always going to get that third spot. I felt like if we'd have scored a goal, they would have just upped it a little bit more and, and found more. But their goalie had more proper saves to make than ours. I mean, yeah. even the goal wasn't wasn't something that, that Smith could do much about because it was taken away from him. So yeah. there are there are just little flashes in there. And I did like the way that we kept going towards the end. How easy would it have been that last five minutes just to say we're done? But actually, there was a bit of a... We got a couple of corners and Jimmy Smith was giving it the big into the Thatchers and we had we had chances and I did kind of think Adam Smith should be coming up with, with corners in the last minute and that kind of stuff. Um that was nice to see. That was nice to see. I, I yeah. Um, look, this this whole season's been been absolutely topsy turvy. We've had some really good wins. We shouldn't forget that. But then there's performances like yesterday where we've huffed and puffed and just not been able to blow the house down. And in the end, that's probably the difference between sixteenth place and and what seventh. You know, we've had enough of those performances to have edged us closer and kept us in in playoff hunts in the past. Um, yeah. yeah, I think the biggest talking point probably from the match was Lawson Diath, really, and oh, him having, him having to go word. off and sort of straight away, he was like shouting, like you could hear him shouting in more of anger than pain or anything yeah. like that. And he threw his shin pad and it was like, he knows he's done done something. And it's, it's you know, we don't know the extent of the injury. Um, is we assume his contract's up at the end of the season and it's just I feel for him because he has worked so hard the last few games um, was playing really well was seemed to be getting fit and then you know he's I guess he's had to overexert himself to, to do these games and then he's gone and got another injury and he was out after the game on crutches and with a leg brace on yeah it didn't look so, good did it Looks like a serious one, but I think he, the last few games he's been such a such a credit to himself uh, for us. He, he's really shown what what a player he can be when he's you know going full steam ahead. No game at all for Lawson Diaz since Weymouth on the fifth of January. Yeah, and then he comes back in twenty four minutes against Aldershot on the eleventh of May after what. What did the gaffer say? Two training sessions, a training session. Comes back in to help. 86 minutes, 19, 90, 44. And you just have to sit and think. Because they weren't, it's not like it's not like he just stood there either. He played, he played his role. He played out of position. He played at right back against uh, against Old Team. He played uh, in, a, in a combative position where he's going to be tackled. He's going to be getting involved. I just, I just wanted him to get through. Yeah. We said last week, didn't we? Just get through, mate. Just get through to the summer and rest that damn knee. Yeah. And he came forty-six minutes short. I'm, I'm absolutely, oh, I'm absolutely gutted for him. I'm absolutely gutted for him because I, I, I think we all agree that if you get a fit, in form, confident, flying Lawson Diaz, he's up there with some of the best players in this division. Yeah, he's not playing for us, is he? He's not playing no, in this no, division exactly. if, he's, uh, exactly. if he's if he's that player. He's and, too good. Oh, yeah, that is it. That that was tough to take. The image, the image that I I screenshotted it off of the thing, yeah. and 
I put it on the on the website and on, on his article saying he's been injured. Honestly, I, I haven't been able to get that image out of my head of Darren Sarr just going over, checking on him, turning away and just putting his head in his hands. Just sums up so much about this season. It sums up so much about Lawson. Because he's done that. He's the one that's put his hand up and said, I'm ready, gaffer. I'll come back in. I'll help you. And he's put in four sterling, sterling performances. And then just couldn't see out that last game. Oh. Yeah. And, uh, you know, <sighs> at what, like, the, I guess the thing is the cost for him, and he's done it for, Yo- he's done it for Yeovil Town. He's done it to get a team on the pitch and, yeah. you know, help, help our, you know, this team. Yeah, see get through to the three. end of the season. Yeah. yeah. And I feel, you know, <laughs> grateful that he, feels that way about the club and wants to do it and then I also yeah. feel I don't know I feel a bit guilty in that you know his his future yeah. is he's put his future on the line for us and it's um yeah it's, it's a hard one yeah it's um yeah and I, I probably feel the same, same same bit of conflict yeah and and I mean I don't know about you guys, but I know I've been saying, uh, oh, wouldn't it be great if he stayed if, if he stayed on and if we could keep Lawson Diaz for, uh, you know, two-thirds of the games, if we could have a fit Lawson Diaz for two-thirds of a season, I'd take him and I still would. But it just doesn't feel like it's going to happen. It just doesn't feel like we're going to get Lawson Diaz for even two-thirds of a season. So, no. the last we've seen of him, horribly feels like it might be. It does, it doesn't be. it? And then I guess, you know, that naturally takes us on to all the other departing players from yesterday. Charlie Lee played his last game for Yeovil. Uh, Jimmy Smith is retiring and, well, he looks like he's going to the Champions League winners now. And um, Carl Dickinson as well. Um, I don't know, who should we start Carl Dickinson is not off to the Champions League winner. (laughs) He's not, no. I don't don't think Hanley Town have have, have ever won it before. I know know not young Forest have, but I don't think Hanley Town have ever won it before. (laughs) Forest won it, then. A couple of times, actually. All right. They don't like to mention it. Hanley Town are ambitious. You never know. They could be there soon. (laughs) They really are. Let's talk about Dicko, because he's, you know, we've done to death about how him not being a part of the team when we went down was a total disgrace really um but this season he he sort of he will have had to have stepped up this season with everything with the passing of Lee Collins and having to lead through a lot of young players as well in the second half of the season he will have had to step up and he probably didn't think he would have had to do that in his final season for Yeovil but he's been amazing this season for the club and the the interviews with him last week where he talked about um his appreciation for the fans and how much he appreciates the club he's he's a club legend do we think we get some good left backs here don't we we get some good left backs and he's right up there he's absolutely right up there he is right up there in my thoughts alongside Nathan Jones and Jamie McAllister as to the, the left-backs we've had. Honestly, I've said it a couple of times, I'd, I'd give my left arm to have a 11 of them, 11 dickos out on the pitch every week. You'd do anything. You'd do absolutely anything. Um, yeah, he's going to be a massive, massive, massive miss. Impossible to replace, as 
as Darren Sarr said. So, yeah, um, big fan of Dicko. Gutted. Gutted that he's going to be leaving. But I, I get it. I understand that it's now time for him to, to take on that next challenge. Yeah, I'm thankful we've been able to see the best of him the last two years because his first season was... You know, his first season was very disrupted and it I guess we all thought the writing was on the wall for him at Town, and for him to come back and do what he's done is um, amazing. Yeah, um, we are. We are. Yeah, you, you can't replace him, can we? So we probably shouldn't even try <laughs> and, <laughs> and, 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 and do it. But uh, I, I don't know. I know. I know he was obviously, um, you know, didn't have a good day yesterday. But uh, Michael Kelly, when I saw Michael Kelly at Ultron um, the week before, I thought like he looked a good player. He's not Carl Dickinson. I'm not even going to pretend that he is. Uh, he hasn't got that experience um, and, and all those other attributes that Carl Dickinson brings. But he is a decent left back, um, and that's probably a, a starting point for us, isn't it? Um, that we we, we we should go to. But um, yeah, when you when you listen to Carl Dickinson talk, when you listen to you know read all the you know the comments from his, his teammates, and Ian, I think it was you. I saw some of it up um, with that picture of the uh, of the three of them together, and you said um, something about these were. Um, uh, players who came to us when when we were on our knees and they picked us back up again and that to me I thought just summarised not not just those players but so many other players that there are there um, that we have got as well um, and I, I'm sure we'll come on to the fact that football is just a job for um, some players I, I think we can quite clearly say for those players and several others within this team it's it's more than just a job and I think this season has been more than just a job for a lot of them as well. Well, definitely. And, and going on to Charlie Lee, you know, he's lived away from his family for the last year. And yeah, and Dicko said he had as well, doesn't he? I mean, yeah. He lives in Stoke-on-Trent, so it's a long way from, I can promise you, that's a long way from Yo. <laughs> and, the, you know, when we talk about, you know, when people kick off about players not performing or, you know, and say whatever about, you know, whoever they like, the fact that, there are players at the club living away from their families and not having, you know, that normal home life when they finish their job is it just goes even further to the to like for my appreciation for what they've done for the club. And I thought, you know, we're gonna miss Charlie Lee. The last couple of games having watched him, I was thinking, Oh, we need him. We need him next year. Um so there's another big hole. Ben, any, any yeah. anything on Charlie Lee that you want to know? I just think, again, just it's, it's, it's exactly like you said. It's just that it's that core group that came to the club, that reinvigorated the club. Because we'd, we'd all thought, I'd fallen out of love with the football club when we slept walked out of the football league. And there was that, that was that core group that, that rejoined. It was, it was those two, big time. The, obviously, the late, great Lee Collins. Um, Reese Murphy, who we now assume is going to leave, sort of gave us that that love, that belief, that that feeling that something was worth hanging on to, that something was available, and that can only take place sort of on the pitch. It doesn't kind of matter what else is going on. Those that core group, and then you added bits and pieces of quality, and I'd, I'd include the reinvigoration of Carl Dickinson in there, and to a certain extent, actually, the reinvigoration of Matt Worthington as well, who obviously was part of the team that dropped out and Courtney, but, and, and Courtney. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely spot on. So 
for me, that's what I'm grateful for. And Charlie's obviously going to continue. I know the other two aren't, but it's going to be really tough to see Charlie come back with whoever. If he goes and signs for a, a London-ish club, if he went to, to Boreham Wood or wherever and ends up coming back next season, somewhere a little bit closer to wherever he's from, um, that, that will be tough. That will be really tough because he, again, just epitomises what... That's all we wanted. That's all we wanted was, was a Charlie Lee and a Dicko and, and those players and a Collins and a Wilkinson and those, those guys who just gave everything because we had too many seasons of too many players who couldn't give a monkeys. They could not care less. And that's all we wanted and we got it. And now three of them, because Jimmy Smith then became that because they say don't fall in love with lone players, don't they? But <laughs> we kind of did last season, didn't we? A little bit. I know this season he was very different. He's been injured. He's had issues. But yeah, it, it's going to be a very, very tough trio to replace. And whoever has to replace them has to embody what they stood for. Because that was what, it doesn't matter if we won or lost. It doesn't matter that we lost yesterday. It doesn't matter that we've lost games in the past. Because we know that they were giving absolutely everything. It was those two. Remember those two? Did they did the interview when we'd lost, we hadn't won in eight? And yeah. then the gaffer came out and said, actually, we've got players to impress as well. Because they came to me and said, we should be the ones fronting up here. It's those little tiny things that wouldn't have happened at another era. It wouldn't have happened in a different time. Those because those players didn't care. Those players didn't front up. They weren't leaders. We had a we had a core cool group of them, and yeah, to replace them impossible. But they have to be the standard bearers now for this football club. So if you come in and you are the free agent footballer that comes in, and you are that central defensive midfielder. Hiya, mate. You're coming in. Here's Charlie Lee's shirt number. Here's what Charlie Lee was. Here's what Charlie Lee was about. That's the standard. That's the minimum now that you have to reach. And that's a challenge for any player coming in. Any player coming in. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when you look at... Um, and, and I'm actually, whilst you've been talking, just looked up the final game of the final season in the league. And I won't read out the names of the players um, for that final game against Carlisle. It was at home. But... Uh, they deserve it. No, exactly. Some of them don't. But um, but when you because because I know there's been a lot of conversation last night with regards to is it possible we can't replace these players? We can't. So <clears throat> the, the the players that I can see that were in that squad and then in our squad on the first game against Barnet the the season um, after first season back in the National League: Stuart Nelson, Matt Worthington, Courtney Duffers, Carl Dickinson, and then on the bench Ryan Seeger. Who, who, who would have both? Yeah. So that's that's five players um, that were that that, that that stayed on. So Darren Sarr had to go out and find a squad uh, uh, and a squad that's got you know, which is how many times have we said character that these past couple of seasons um, and and have all of that. So he's done it before. He's done it before and he's found these players. And yes. Carl Dickinson's a one-off and Charlie Lee's a one-off and Jimmy Smith's a one-off. There are other one-offs out there. You know, those players are out there. I know people have said, we're never going to be able to replace these players. Yeah, you, you won't get a like for like of, of, of any of those, but you'll get other players like that. And my thought is, 
listening to Darren Sahl, um over the past two seasons, not just talking about this season, uh, he is, seems to me anyway, the kind of manager who will find that character because that's the character he's always looked for in players throughout his career, I would imagine. Um, and he is the kind of person who will insist upon those kind of, uh, you know, attributes in a, in, a, in a player that he's looking for. So I think it is um, possible for us to find replacements to these players. And again, when I look down the, the, the squad that, that we've got left, I think there's a question um, coming later, but there's there is a lot of players that are, that are still going to be with us next season. I think, um, or certainly we have the opportunity to be with us next season. So I know everybody's saying, "Oh, it's the end of an era; these players are going. That's it. Uh, you know, let, let's write off the, the football club." I'm not that I'm not that bleak about it. Yes, it's sad that these players are going, and yes, you know their achievements um, with us. I think should absolutely be remembered and and immortalised in whatever way we can. Um, but I, I don't think it's quite the the funeral that uh, it has been made out by some people. Maybe we need to cast our mind back to you know when Gary Johnson left for Bristol City, and yeah. there was like a mass exodus of all of our players pretty much and then we brought in the likes of Chris Cohen and John Paul Kalala and Mildenhall and all the you know that core of that team that then um got us into a playoff final so yeah you know and we had another character there didn't we Russell Slade (laughs) Russell Slade was another one who you wouldn't cross well yeah (laughs) it was another one that uh, probably that frightened the media I know because I was one of the media at the time and I was frightened of him massive staring bald man (laughs) (laughs) um we've we've touched on reese murphy a little bit there uh he was conspicuous by his absence yesterday um as good as gone obviously um i mean many will have a different view but i think my i think it was a shame that he wasn't there yesterday um given the context of everything and how lee collins family were there and you know the colleagues that he's two, three of the colleagues that he's been very close with in the last two seasons were, you know, heading on, hanging up their boots or whatever. Uh, I just thought it was a shame that he wasn't there, even for fans to appreciate. You know, he, they can be totally honest and say he's leaving. That's it. But we wanted to give him a send off a little bit. You know, um, I, I just thought that was a shame. And here's where Coatsy can tell me not to fall in love with footballers. <laughs> you know, I've written that down. Don't fall in love with yeah. That's got to be rule four, is it? Rule four? I remember how many rules. No idea what we're up to. Oh, no, no. This summer we'll write the rule book. We'll, we will. We yeah, will write yeah. the rule book this summer. Rule, yeah. But yeah, I, I I do completely agree with you. It was a shame that he wasn't there. Um, and you would have hoped that he, you know, he would have felt that he needed to be there. I mean, I don't know. Uh, um, Reese Murphy's. Uh, it's been mentioned a few times by the manager that he's, uh, you know, he said things like he's a complex character and all of this, and he's uh, sort of uh, ha- handling differently. I don't know. I I always thought just by the performances that he put in that he was, you know, one of those. He was, like you say, all part of that core group, and he was committed, and and it was all of that. Maybe it was, 
just that he was a very good player. <laughs> he was a very good player and and his, his ability, um, not saying he wasn't committed because he obviously was, but uh, he, it, maybe he didn't have that same, you know, he wasn't a Charlie Lee or a G, uh, Jimmy Smith or a Carl, um, Carl Dickinson, all of those kind of people. And when you look at the career that he's had, I, as a, as a human being, I, I don't really blame him for not having any, I don't know, sounds a bit harsh to say not having any loyalty, but not having any. I imagine if you said to Reese Murphy at the end of his career, which club did you most enjoy playing for out of your career? I bet he couldn't pick one because he's just had, he just kind of had so many uh, clubs that he probably. Them all. Uh, well, exactly. Yeah, I like them all. Yeah, they're all my favourite. Yeah. Um, it, it just feels like, uh, and I said it last night, we hero worship these people, but for some of them, it is just a job. Uh, and that's it. it. It doesn't mean anything more than that. It's just a job that pays their mortgage, looks after their family and all the rest of it. And Reese Murphy, maybe that's the way he sees it. Uh, I, After, you know, not seeing him for the last um, few weeks, I'd say it, it probably is. And if it is just a job to him, then Reese, thank you. You did a brilliant job. <laughs> you, you, you thoroughly earned uh, every penny that you, you got from us. And uh, and and thank you for that. Uh, but if you don't want to be here, then I, I, I don't want you to be here. And if if he even wanted to be here 50%, I'd say, yes, 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 please. But <laughs> I don't think he does. I think I think I, I think I fall slightly more on the side of Ian. Of, look, I'm, I'm not angry about Reese Murphy leaving. If it does end up being South End, that's a little tiny bit disappointing because he's better than that. But I'm I'm not sure. We don't, we don't know the circumstances as to why he wasn't there or wasn't on the pitch maybe with the rest of the team. Heck, he might have been in surgery having having his injury taken care of. We don't know. We don't know. Um, we don't know the situation. We don't know whether he was asked to stay away. We don't know whether he asked himself that he didn't go along. Hey, we, we, we don't know. And, and to speculate on those circumstances is wrong, is wrong. But if there was any which way in which he could have been there yesterday, I would like, I would like to have hoped that he would have done. So whatever the reason was, I hope it was, I hope it's genuine and I hope it's fine. Because yesterday was not about football, <laughs> just in the stupidest, strangest way. Mm-hmm. It was saying thank you. It was saying goodbye to key players of which Reese is one he is he has been a huge part huge huge part the first player since Gavin Williams to score 30 league quite make it he got up to 30 and something with with cup goals that is how long it's been since we've had a striker of that ilk for that long um yeah it's that's that that was tough to swallow to not see him there. I would love to have seen him there just to say thanks, say goodbye. Heck, tell us, tell us you're going to South End. <laughs> I don't mind. Yeah, I don't mind you leaving. We want to. I want to say thanks to Reese Murphy. That's what I want to say. Thanks for scoring those goals. Thanks for scoring the hat tricks. Thanks for those pictures with the ball in one hand and the three fingers up at the other. Thanks for Torquay. Where he tore Torquay a new one. And you don't get those chances now. That's that's where the disappointment is. And if he's if 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 <laughs> it is just a case of he was right, I'm signing for South End, so I'm not coming down and there was any kind of spite into it. 
then he's gone full Mackindo with his departure, and that's not good enough. And, and, and that's not that's not okay. But as coach says, if you don't want to be here, don't be here. And that goes for any of them. It goes for any of them. I don't care if you don't want to play for us. That's great. I want players that do want to play for us. I want Charlie Lee who says he's gutted, he can't stay. That was his line. It's the line that keeps repeating itself to me out of Charlie Lee's interview. I'm gutted. I'm gutted. I would love to have stayed. That's fine. That's all I need to know. I appreciate that you're leaving for different reasons because it's time to be with family, because it's time to make sure your kids are settled. It's time to not spend four or five nights away from them every week. I get that and I accept that and I'm okay with it. But you've got it, and I appreciate that as much as anything. If there's any tiny little part of Reese that is leaving and has no, I don't know, I don't know, what's the word? What's the word? Has no, I, I know there's no loyalty in football, but has no gratitude to what the club and to what Darren Sahl did for him, then that's where I'm going to sit and feel gutted about because I'm grateful for those 30 league goals. I'm grateful for all the others as well. Yeah. And I just, I did, I didn't want that to end as a sour note because it hasn't ended as a sour note for any of the others. It hasn't ended. And if Adam Smith doesn't return, it's not, that's not going to be sour. If Michael Kelly doesn't return, that's not going to be sour. Billy Sass Davis goes with nothing but our appreciation. Matt Warburton goes with nothing of our, but, but our appreciation for what he tried to do and couldn't quite achieve. Same with Dagnall, same with any of them that end up departing, Lawson Diaz. I didn't want there to be a sour note for any of this lot. And it appears that there will be. And yeah. that's gutting. Yeah. yeah. The, the saddest thing is if Southend come to us next season and he's playing for us, you can see he's gonna exactly. get he's gonna get some stick. Exactly. And then and he'll probably wrong. score against us. And that's wrong. <laughs> and that's wrong. Because yeah. of what yeah. he did for what he's nearly achieved last season. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I mean for the simple act, if there was any way of having a simple act of being on the pitch, of wearing your shirt with Collins four on the back, because that's what yesterday was about of applauding the fans, of saying thanks, of signing a few autographs, taking a few selfies, and then just quietly going off and go to wherever you've got to go. He'll come back with the same, the same love and admiration that Paddy would have got yesterday, that Charlie yeah. Lee will get next season if he comes back to with any other club. But now they're going to boo the heck out of, <laughs> of, of, of a striker that we have put up there Rightly so, with Jevons and Madden and all the rest. Oh yeah, as a finisher, as a as a as a goal scorer, he is he is right up there, isn't he? Exactly, and that's that's just it. Didn't need to be that way. No, it didn't. It didn't. Iceman on the pitch. Iceman off the pitch. Might be a, a way to describe it, but um, there was a bit of well, positive positivity. Uh, Matt Matt Worthington's tweet last night. Have we seen that? You might have caught me out here. Yeah. I had an early night last night. I was in bed by about He said about something. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I mean... it, it, it kind of sounded like um, he didn't say one thing or the other, did he? But yeah. He, he, yeah. Well, Go on. Have you got it there? Yeah. He said, uh, been, an in, been an incredible emotional day. But one thing for sure is that this club is like no other. Fans are class. Lads are class, and I personally love this club. Thank you for your continued support. You have been amazing. Um, now, you could read that two ways, couldn't you? You could read that as in, I love the club and I want to come back, or you could read that as in, well, there's lots so long, of, farewell. He, he's been liking the replies of people yeah. saying, hope to see you back next season. Yeah, I noticed that as well, yeah. Um, so, I think, I think I'm right in saying that because he's 24 or under, 
I'm not sure of the exact age. I don't have it right in front of me, but he's, I think he's 23 officially. And thus, as long as we offer him equal or better terms for a new deal, anyone who wants to then go and buy him has to pay a fee. So if we give him literally the same or a penny more in terms of, yeah, 23 or 1997. Christ alive, I'm old. Um, <laughs> if if as long as we offer him equal terms, then if he says, okay, I reject your terms and I'm going to go sign for someone else, then there has to be an agreement and a fee has to be agreed. So at the very least, I would hope that we have offered him a contract to equal or better terms so that if he has said, okay, I think I'm actually going to leave. Okay, I know so-and-so wants me. You're going to still be able to get however much I'm worth out of me. So I want him to stay. Definitely want him to stay. Definitely want him to get himself fit because I think when he came back in and sort of rejuvenated that side, he had a bit of time out, didn't he? And then he came back in and really kicked on and really rejuvenated. I want to see a bit more of that. He's getting to the age where I want to see him kind of running the show now. I want to see him running the midfield and to let others sort of go around him. That's that's what I want from Matt Worthington next season. I want him front and centre. Um, so I hope he stays. I really hope he stays. Definitely. Here, here. Yeah. Yeah. Can't, couldn't put it better myself. No, and I will not attempt. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, should we talk about the gaffer? Um, I thought he looked, he looked knackered, didn't he? At the end. Yeah, I mean, he looked, he looked knackered absolutely on... Absolutely knackered. He looked knackered on Thursday. Um, looked, yeah, he looked knackered for a bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's been a few where you thought, oh, God, yeah, he looks like he needs a, he needs a rep. But he, he said he's only having a week off. He's yeah. going to have a week off. He'll be back next Monday. You think to yourself, Darren, have two weeks at least, mate. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I th- he's... I think, you know, you can say what you want about the football and the results this season. But he has proven what type of a human he is in the last couple of months. And without him running the club, I don't know, you know, I don't know what what would have happened. But I think the way he's conducted himself has just been unbelievable. And, you know, for for the for that, I think I'll always be grateful to, have, you know, have him have him in charge because in our, you know, in our darkest days, he has made the club, you know, he, he's carried it really. He's been the, the public face of everything. There's not been anyone yeah. else putting themselves in front with, while all of this has been going on and he deserves massive, massive credit for the way he's handled things. And, and yesterday, you know, when we spoke to Jimmer, he said about how Gary Johnson always had all these ideas to do stuff. And there's no doubt in my mind that this was totally Darren Siles' idea the day we had yesterday with mm. Lee Collins' family. And, you know, one, it's a crying shame that that has to come from the manager of the football club rather than higher up. And two, what a what a man he is to have made that day about those three girls. Amazing. Yeah. Even bringing them in on his, pre-match, uh, his post-match press conference, one of them, wasn't there? Yeah. So, yeah. She joined in. So, yeah, I agree. And I, I think we've said before uh, that, for me, Darren Saar was exactly what we needed uh, when we came out of the Football League. Because, as we've already discussed here, we went out with a whimper. and We went out with players who, who 
didn't didn't care, frankly. Um, and if there's one thing, like you know, as Dar- Darren Sal, Carl Dickinson, Jimmy uh, Jimmy Smith, Charlie Lee, uh, th- I think they all said in their commentaries, you know, some people won't like me. Some people will think I'm uh, slow and uh, and overweight and, and and all the rest of it. But but nobody can say that um, that I don't care, and nobody can say that I, I didn't give it everything. And that is what we needed when we when we fell down. We needed someone who was going to come in and care and give it everything they've got and bring in people like minded people like that. And Darren Sells uh, done that. And like even. At the end of last season, I would have said that um, about him. And at the beginning of this season, I mean, um, at Christmas, I, when we went, in, when we'd been batted at uh, our Boxing Day, I, I thought his number was up. I, I think I said one uh, that he had uh, two games to save his job after that uh, Torquay game. What did he do? <laughs> they beat Oldershot three 0 in the next game, and then Torquay two one at home the, the game after. So there you go. Yeah. Shows you what I know, doesn't it? But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I completely agree with you. He's um, you you can say what you like, and people will point to the fact that we've lost twenty games this season, but. It's the lemon drizzle context, isn't it? You can say <laughs> you can look at the you can look at the results and you can say we've lost twenty games this season. Yes, we have. Yes, it hasn't been good enough. But for crying out loud, just you know, if if you're gonna be a football fan who just looks at statistics and forms an opinion from that, then do one as far as I'm concerned, because you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, not quite I, two-footed. Um, but... I thought I was on you. <laughs> I, I am, I am really grateful for Darren Sal. In the same way, I'm grateful for Charlie Lee. In the same way, I'm grateful for Lee Collins and for Luke Wilkinson, and for that core group that rejoined us. Um, if, if, I mean, Darren Way's contract still technically going, isn't it? I think at the moment, I think he would, he would be coming to the end of it this this summer. Um, and if that was the case, and there's no Darren Sal. I'm not here. I'm not buying oval shirts. I'm probably not doing this podcast. This podcast might not exist. It's that it's that big of a switch. Um, so that's what I'm grateful for for the gaffer. Two of the most ridiculous preseasons you're ever going to get. He's had, as we pointed out earlier in this podcast, 28, 30 days, 31 days to pick up a squad of 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 nobody, basically, of a couple of players, reintegrate a couple. We forget he brought Craig Alcock back in as well last season. Go out and get. Um, uh, the players that he did as quickly as he did, settle them in as quickly as he did, get them playing for the shirt as quickly as he did. And then this season where he didn't know whether the season was even going to happen. I think, I think I'm, I'm looking forward to a full proper Darren style season next season. And I think next season we'll really figure out what, what he's like and how it goes. And I, I back him with this football club to give us everything he can possibly give us to get us as close to them playoffs as he can. Because at least we hope and pray that he's going to have a full preseason. He knows what positions he has to fill. He knows where he has to go and get. And he can just plan the lot. That's that's all I want. That's all I want for him because it's the least he deserves. I'm really grateful for him. We have lost 20 games. We have not lost 22. And in there are 15 wins, 15 really, really interesting wins, fascinating wins, enthralling wins. We've battered a couple, battered Barnet, given Weymouth a, a hiding on a couple of occasions. There is that. There's, I mean, he's beaten Torquay a, a few times. Torquay might not be in this league next season. They're that darn good. 
and he's done them a couple of times in nice fashion. I mean, Luke Wilkinson's header in the last minute against Torquay, that still gets you, still gets the goosebumps going. That's That was huge. So, yeah, a lot to be thankful for. And as you rightly say, Ian, overall, regardless of played 42, won 15, drawn 7, lost 20, scored 58, conceded 68, 52 points, over and above all of that, he has stood up as this club, not for this club, not with this club, as the club at times. And that should never be forgotten. Even after he's long gone, even in two, three, four, five, ten years' time, I don't want to forget this. I don't want to forget him. And he will, yeah, he'll go down very, very highly with me whenever his stint with us ends. Six months, 12 months, 18 months, five years, ten years from now. Because of what he's done this season. Yeah, and I think what we are, you know, as a club, what we say we are at our core is a family club. And that was, you know, well and truly on display yesterday yeah. of of our values as a as a I'm football a, club. I'm absolutely gutted we haven't got a women's team for Amelia to sign up for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she should be she should be playing. Yeah, well, I mean that's a, white. that's a sign scandal. Her up. That's a scandal in <laughs> itself. <laughs> There's a whole other podcast there, but it just honestly it crossed my mind yesterday. Don't you know, he, he don't be afraid of them, come on in. Tom got to ask her a couple of questions at the end. Who's your favourite Yeovil player? And are they going to get promoted? I'm thinking, stick her in. Stick her in. She could have gone in at centre-back yesterday. <laughs> Brought her on for the last 10 minutes for Dicko. She's like her old man. She'd have won a few edits, wouldn't she? She'd have won a darn few edits if she's anything like her old man. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that was that was lovely, emotional. Loved it. Loved seeing all of it. Can I just apologise? I'm going to have to listen to this back uh, on uh, on Monday because there is a wasp the size of a blackbird looking at me at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, I, I had to put my headset down for, uh, for some of Barrett's uh, comments, so I'm going to have to go back and listen to those. But yes, I agree with everything Ben said. Whatever he said, even if he was slagging me off, I agree completely <laughs> with him. But this wasp was honestly about to eat my, uh, eat my cup of coffee, I think, at one I'm, point. I'm Jesus. just going to write that down, actually. Wasp the size... <laughs> And can I just ask, in Somerset, is it still a thing to call a wasp a jasper? I have never called a wasp a jasper. You never heard a jasper? No, I'm, I'm sure. When I was at school, everyone used to call them jaspers, and I don't know why, but I've, I, I call them that up here, and people look at me like I'm mental. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you are. I say more about you than anything else, don't you? Yeah, maybe, maybe. No. Well, if anyone out there has ever called a wasp a jasper, please drop me a line and make <laughs> me feel like I'm not the only one. But yeah, that wasp has gone now, so I've closed the window, so I'm, I'm all good. Common wasps are colloquially known as jaspers in some English regions, Dorset, Lincolnshire, and elsewhere in the East Midlands. Dorset. Whether this comes from the Latin word for them, which is vespa, which huh? uh, comes from the abdomen of the resembling the striped mineral jasper. There you go. Well, Everything you yes. ever wanted to know about wasp, but were afraid to ask <laughs> by Ben Barrett. Yeah, let's get this wasp. More wasp news? Let's get this yeah. wasp segment out of the way, shall we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> can I ask you both a question? No. Okay, Dave, can I ask you a yes, question? You <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you want to? What What do you want to see next season? You know, first game of the season when you get into wherever, if it's home or away. What do you want to see from Yeovil Town Football Club? A win. Can I see that? Well, yeah, if, if that's what you want to see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
yeah. No, I, I, I like. I mean, I think how many times I, I don't know how many times I said it. I'm sure we've all said it. Uh, I've been a Yeovil Town support for quite a number of years now. I don't expect us to have uh, eleven players on the pitch who are the greatest players, and he, the, even in the division that they're playing. And we have been very lucky that we've seen some teams where we have got the greatest eleven players in the team in the division that we're playing in. I just want a team that goes out there. Um, uh, first, first of all, gives it gives all, all the effort that they can do. That's the one thing that I would always um, in, insist upon. But then has there, you know, is a you know, have players like Tom Knowles who uh, you know get you on the edge of your seat and get you you know jumping up and down, or Josh Noyfield, um, th- those kind of people who have players like um, you know say Carl, obviously we're not going to have Carl Dickinson but, but Josh Daunton or Luke Wilkinson who are going to, you know, stick their head in where it hurts next season and, um, uh, you know and, and, and give you that 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 kind of effort as well and just go out and excite you that's, that's, that's the only reason we turn up for football, isn't it? I mean, we turn up for football to see your friends and uh, you know, the social aspect of it, of course we do but but really all we want to do is go there and get entertained and that, that that's all I want and and if we win more games and we lose as a result being entertained I'll be I'll be quite happy with that Ben, do you want to answer the question now or are you still... Yeah, here? yeah you, no, no, I will, that's fine I, <laughs> I, firstly, firstly, I just want to see it because we don't know if the streams are going to happen and stuff next season <laughs> and I'm concerned that it's going to be somewhere and I'm going to be sat there sort of listening or tweeting along or whatever and so i i'd like to be able to see it that's been a lovely part of this season and i've been able to watch um it's not not always been the case um but i i agree i just want a team that's gonna just connect everyone back together again the fans the club carry on that that ethos and live up to those values that's all i want i just want those values to be to be matched of, of sticking your head in where it hurts of putting your head where others wouldn't put their feet of of giving everything, of chasing every lost cause, every ball that's flown over your head a thousand miles too fast. Chase after it because you don't know. That's what I want. And yeah, I do want to have a little bit of something in the way of an attacking presence, if I can be picky. Uh, You know, we've all said that it was horribly defensive. It was trying not to lose in the past as as we crawled out of the Football League. But these last couple of seasons, it's been attacking. It's been, oh, hang on, we might score goals. We might concede a few along the way, but we've we've had a couple of four threes, we've had a couple of four ones, we've had a couple of threes, we've had a couple of of two all draws. Fine, good, you know, to lose five one against Solihull and then beat them three nil. I mean, <laughs> we're having a go, and that's that's what I want um, for next season. A fit yeah. team that you know you can you can pick the majority of them. And again, yeah, I'd, I'd love to see a fit Josh Staunton back in. I think he's been a massive, massive miss. I really, really do. Um, yeah, get that core going. Get that spine back in and, and hang your hat on a few lads and say, you're going to be my solid six out of sevens every every week. And then the rest will kind of fall in place like it has this season with, with Neufeld and Knowles and stuff. Go out there, give me everything and have a real good go at trying to play attacking football in the process. What about you, Perkins? What do you want to say? Oh, this could Ooh. take a while. He's taking a breath. <laughs> All of the above. Um, I mean, less focused on the football. I, I just want. To, I would love us to have a totally different match day experience than we get at Hewitt Park and have got for the last however many decades. 
Um, I think I think it's worth saying that obviously I think Dave and I have answered mostly as the majority of of away as being away fans. Yeah, yeah. We don't, we don't yeah. get to Hewish Park as much as you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So actually, I'm I'm interested to sort of because I know. I know you tweeted that you weren't particularly happy with the sort of the, the warm, welcoming feeling oh, yeah, yesterday. I did, I did have a whinge, and I, I, I yeah. Well, you're allowed to whinge if you want to whinge, whinge. Well, yeah, so, and I've slept on it as well, and I'm still annoyed. So, and what if, if <laughs> people if agreed you, with you, didn't they? People I'm agreed gonna, with you. So, yeah. Well, yeah. we we all you know we all turned up yesterday, and and on Tuesday, like I, I don't know. I think the Tuesday night game, I was a bit more excited just to be in. Um, but you know they've got the metal detectors out. They're checking everyone upon entry to the stadium and there was a chap in front of me who had his cans of coke taken away from him when there's no tea bars open and he's yeah. you know he's kicked off because he said you know you ain't got any tea bars open and it's a scorching hot day um so he throws his cans on the floor and and you know goes into the ground in a mood um and i just think the the steward in you know they don't get paid a lot they're they're a lot of them are just doing it just to, you know, get out of the house or whatever it feels like. But the the way that fans are treated going into football stadiums, specifically ours, is just so so frustrating because they're a lot of the times they're the first representative of the football club that you're gonna see. And there they are shoving a metal detector around you to make sure you're not gonna go in and do anything. They're not happy to see you they don't say hello they just you know it, it's just arms out yeah, <laughs> yeah. arms out turn around yeah That's it. There's, Go on. there's no like you know if, if you walked into a shop and someone did that to you yeah. you turn around because that's not how you treat people and you know we're supporters but we're more than supporters as well you know i think the match day experience needs total total rejuvenation they need to do more. I know it costs more, but the goodwill you get out of doing more means people will spend more money. And for whatever reason, they decided to not have tea bars open. They probably haven't cleaned the tent since we went to lockdown in March. Like, there's all of that that could have brought in money to the club or wherever the money goes now. And I just, it, it just wound me up and pissed me off and put me in a bad mood walking into the ground because I thought, you know, Where's the hello? Where's the how are you? You know, it's a gloriously sunny day. It's a special day. It's the last game of the season. And, you know, just sets you off on the wrong foot. And I don't know, either someone needs to come in and, you know, teach, the, get these stewards, you know, singing from the same hymn sheet that's a positive one, rather than, you know, treating everyone like criminals as they walk in. You know, what, what did I watch something last night? And, you know, I, was, I jokingly said, that's like the steward. It was, there was something with policing. I was like, that's like the stewards at Yeovil, except they haven't got guns. Because that's what it felt like. You know, it's just, you know, we're all from the same town. We're all happy. Hewish Park is not, you know, it's not like a hotbed of hooliganism, is it? There's not, when was the last time anything dramatic ever happened that, you know, that the police had to be there? When Leeds fans got in the home end in League One? It's just, I just think when you've got 1,500 people there, no away fans either, what trouble are you expecting? And we all like Leeds, don't we, Ben? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Confirmed. Yeah. 
Well, but that's well. Me, that's let's hope somebody from the club is is listening, and it won't be the first time that has been said to be, um, about uh, you know stewards or a lot of things to do with that match day experience. And I know when the um, the, the current owners came in, it was something that they uh, they, they flagged um, you know two years ago. And I know a lot has happened uh, since then that uh, has had uh, has, has had their focus as well. But you would think customer customer service if that's all we are to them customers uh, then um you know you would have thought that would have been uh, would have been would have been better so no that sounds like it, it's it's got worse it's, yeah. it's definitely got worse and you know i don't people might be able to hide behind you know covid and restrictions and stuff like that but they shouldn't because you can go to the pub you can do all these things at the moment you know there's no reason I, there's no reason why you couldn't have had the tea bars open yesterday, flogging Kit Kats mm. and hot chocolate to people. It, it just, yeah, it beggars belief. And it's like, there's no, there's never been any willingness to spend money to make money. It's always, you know, in my view, it's always just been the make bare, do and mend, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. The, the absolute bare minimum, absolute yeah, bare it's... minimum. And that was what, that was what the last two match days have been rather than having, you know, making it a bit exciting for people, making people want to come out and come back again. I think I think it's worth pointing out that it needs almost a, a bit of galvanising. But, like, the members of staff that we have personally dealt with, I've had conversations with the ticket office this season. I've had conversations with uh, Mark Robinson, the commercial guy. We were talking about the, the, the terrorist thing when it arrived. And Sam, obviously, media guy. I've had nothing but positive experiences coming from those two guys. Absolutely, yeah. So why then, why then does it break down, do we think, for the, quote, temporary staff? Is it because they don't care because they're just there, like you say, to get out of the house because they're actually going to get paid minimum wage to go to the football? Is that, is that the reason why it isn't there? Do we need someone to come in and try and get them to understand their I, I, position. Yeah, I think Does it need Pat they... Custard to come in and give him a training session? <laughs> it's that, isn't it? I mean, Pat, Pat Custard, what does she get? She don't get paid. There's so many people at that club. Now, you know, the the um, you know, the, the green and whites who do the mm. programs and do the program shop and all of that. None of them get paid. They get a t- they get entry into the game, but they don't get paid for it. Uh, I think the difference is the people who you know pull on Harvey's jackets um, and and do this. It's a uh, you know <laughs> not to go back to East Murphy again, but it's a job. You know, it, it doesn't matter to them what they do. They've been, like you said, they've been told, uh, you know, you've got to wand these people, make sure there's no uh, cans in, in, in bags and all of that. And they're just, you know, go into drone mode, don't they? You yeah, know, yeah. come forward, customer number three, <laughs> robot number four, we'll now see you. It's that, isn't it? It's, um, yeah, they just, they're what? just people doing a job who don't care. And um, yeah, maybe we should expect more from more from them and i think the different what the, the problem is this is a club who now that is their last opportunity to make people think oh I'll buy a season ticket next season i'll put some money into into the club and there was what just under two thousand people there yesterday um you know which is le- I, I can't talk and i wasn't there but um uh but less than you probably well, no, would you, have were. For. you were you paid your ticket well I, yeah I, yeah <laughs> it's just it's just a different customer experience for you and I. Yeah. It's, I, think, I think Ian's got it absolutely spot on that I, I, I don't know how you go about it because 
I've worked in retail and customer facing jobs where I don't really care about things. And I used to get called out on mystery shoppers and stuff. And you don't really get that when it comes to football with that temporary thing. What I have done is I have done stewarding. I was a steward at Headingley Stadium whilst I was at university. It was just a job to me. Yeah, it was one of these high-vis jackets. Uh, I was yeah, absolutely right. a high-vis jacket wanker. Absolutely <laughs> one of them. But, Ruling the world with his clipboard. The, well, I wish I, wish I could. It, I, I, was, I was lucky enough to be on the, the VIP entrance for the vast majority of it. You had to be prim and proper there. You had to because you were proper. You know, I had the England cricket team and things like that. So it was, but there was that feeling amongst some of them, and it was really hard to galvanise as a as a, a, a supervisory type position. It was really hard to galvanise some of them. It was really really hard, and that is one of the eternal eternal problems. That if if we can fix it here, we'll have made our fortune in life because every entertainment business and stadium and facility in the world, if we can figure it out, bottle it up, and sell it for a fortune, we will make money because it is so so difficult to galvanise temporary staff who just don't care yeah well but... i mean i think when i go to like you know when i've been to see gigs at wembley or even when we went to watch yeovil at wembley like the stewards there it is a job for them but they're you know they're at least they're smiling and they're helping people because people don't know the way or people need a bit of advice and you know during gigs they're all dancing around while the music's on keeping an eye on you know keeping an eye on people but also you know they're getting involved too and you know, i'm not asking you know, John on the front row to start jigging around while Yeovil are playing, but you know. But is that because on, they work John. for? Is that, because they work, John. is that because they work for G4S or for whoever may service that particular thing, and they know that actually that they are being slightly monitored differently within a company? They might actually have. It's not just once a week or once every couple of weeks that gig. They are they're doing that gig Saturday night, and then actually they're somewhere else Sunday, and then they're Monday, and then they've got Tuesday their Wednesday and Thursday, their days off, whatever it may be. Is that is that a part of it for them, for the guys who do it at Yeovil? They're just, it's so ephemeral. They're there, they do three hours, they go home and they go and they wait for the call for the next game because they don't go and do Bristol Rovers and then Bristol City and they don't go and do this and then that and then the next game. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know the answer to it, but I, I completely agree. Whoever it is at the club who is in charge of getting that feeling that's where, that's where, for everything Darren Sahl's done with the team, somebody somewhere, we need an off-the-pitch Darren Sahl to do that with the rest of it. So that it's not just the ticket office that is all singing and all dancing and lovely and nice and helpful, but it's also the club shop. And they're singing and dancing lovely and nice and helpful. And it's also the guys that do the stewarding and do the tea bars and do all the rest of it, that everyone is singing from that same hymn sheet. What you're describing here is a culture at the club. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> that and welcomes need that. everyone and makes everyone yeah. feel like they're part of it, not oh, what are you doing here? <laughs> because because it's not just it's not just you they're pissing off. It's you that they're pissing off, but there's also the guy behind you who they didn't know is the CEO of a local company yeah. who's starting to re-get going in the business, starting to re-get going in the community and thinks actually I could do with spreading our word out a little bit now. We've had a quiet year. We could do with a sponsorship kind of agreement. I wonder if we can buy that board that's clearly blank down there. But actually, if they're getting the same treatment of whatever, get in, whatever, get in, don't care. Yeah. Then they're going to go, well, actually, actually, I'm, I'm not going to deal with this football club. <laughs> yeah. Why I would mean, I? They, they don't give a crap about me or, or, or you. So that's, that's, the, that's what they need to start avoiding. It doesn't matter to a certain extent if they piss you off, and I don't really care. I don't want them pissing off the guy who's the head of sponsorship at, at 
at Screwfix, yeah, <laughs> whoever it I mean, may be. At the same time, I, we've got like 300. <laughs> we got, you know, we have north of 300 listeners every week <laughs> as well. So we can, you know, people are going to listen to this and, you know, either Why agree, we've got sponsors a, agree yeah. or agree or disagree. You, you, you should have said to him, don't know who I am. That's what <laughs> you should have said. Agree or disagree. I have a sponsorship at Screwfix. But there are going to be got the actual, yeah. away, yeah, day, I know. away day folks listening, thinking, oh, well, fuck that. I'm not going to bother coming down. Mm, yeah, fair. <laughs> yeah. You know, it doesn't matter yeah. who it is. But because, you know, you'll go and tell the next person as well. That's the thing. It, it, however many people tell... You know they'll tell a bad experience to however many people, but unless we'll tell them about a good experience, won't they, or whatever. Things. Is that is that why we don't get many five star reviews? Maybe, maybe. Um, <laughs> we never ask for them either. That's why. No, no that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, should we do some questions? That's what I want to see. Yeah, that's go. what I want to see next season. Please. Good. <laughs> and I want. Can I just add? I want to see John jigging around in the front row as yeah. well. Please. John. John, <laughs> if you could step it up yeah. a bit. Spartford, Come on, John. Spartford stories number thirty three. Please, can you? Uh, jig around right yeah. questions 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 um okay uh this is from our friends at Dagenham and redbridge nine men um we'll probably have to write to him on this because i doubt he'll listen uh now the season is over how would you rate the signing of quigley he's gone out of 10 but what? um we'll do we'll, we can't go out of 10 uh, i'm sorry we'll we do it out of no, seven sorry, mate. um yeah take it one of you in terms of potential, how, well, no, how would you rate in the signing? In terms of his signing, how would you rate the in signing terms... out of seven after this season? Like now, the season's over. It, at right. the moment, it, it's a bang on four, right down, slap bang down the middle. There's been as much good as there is bad. There's been lots of lots of positives. Wonderful hat trick. Um, really made an impression at times where he needed a bit of help. But he has had games where he's been a bit anonymous. He's been a bit naive. He's been a bit young and inexperienced. I think in terms of potential, he's easily a five. Um, and I'm looking forward to him leading the line for us next season. Three. I give him a three out of seven. Got... Any more Barrett Coates, come on. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> Get say... on the fence, Coates, come on. Yeah, well, he's got what? How, was it 10 goals, 12 goals, 12 goals? Let me have a look. Yeah, he's 12 in, goals. double I've figures, got. which I don't think we yeah, thought that exactly, was Yeah, exactly, which I don't think we would have thought of when, when, when he signed for us. So I, I know some people still think he is ahead on a stick and some people don't like him and uh, don't get me started on the bloke alongside him. But um, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> um, I, I, I would agree with that. He's another one. He, he, he runs a lot. And I know people say, well, I'll run a lot if you pay me that kind of money. And fair, <laughs> and fair enough. They, were, they, 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 they will. But I, I would I agree. He's got more. He's got more to give. Um, and I think we've seen him improve from a head on a stick when he arrived to a player that scored 12 goals in. And let's be honest. When did we last have a striker who wasn't our top scorer that scored 12 goals in the season? Wow. Uh, last when? last we season? Know? <laughs> was it last season? Duffer yeah, scored a few, Duffer's didn't he? <laughs> oh, right. Duffer's 13, <laughs> Reese Murphy 17. Well, before that, before then. that, yeah. Okay, hang on. No, absolutely. We don't, we, don't, we don't have it often. That's the point I'm trying to make, I think. Well, Probably in 18 19, our top scorer didn't score in double figures, I don't think. Well, there you Alex go. Fisher, seven. <laughs> there you go. I thought, in 18 19, I was thinking, Jesus Christ, you've gone back a long way. <laughs> <laughs> Francois Zoko got to double figures in 18. Yeah. 
Oh my god! Oh, this is depressing. Yeah, 16, don't, 17, down, I don't, don't think go down anybody. that hole. Don't go down that hole. It's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> You'll only upset yourself. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Yeah. Right, um, well, yeah, I think uh, without wanting to sit too much on the fence, I, I think I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm around. I'm around four as well. I think you know we've got a bit of a recency bias in that when he's partnered with Reed, it just doesn't work, and. When he was partnered with Calm down. Mur- yourself. Murphy. Yourself. <laughs> oh, yeah. When he was partnered with Murphy before, he looked, you know, those two struck up a good partnership. He didn't score goals then, um, because Murphy was banging them all in. But yeah, I, I think I I'm pleased with the signing. I think he's gonna he can only <laughs> famous last words, he can only get better. Ding. Um he needs a different partner that let's let's, let's go from there yeah. Shall we? yeah he needs a different partner but that partner can still be reuben reed okay okay <sighs> because um, next, next season for reuben reed is different <laughs> than this season context yeah we can actually judge him on goals next season yep yeah darren sal is going to get a magic wand this summer <laughs> Gonna go full Mickey Mouse in Fantasia. Right, here's a question from Clevo. <laughs> <laughs> question from Clevo. He's moved Hello, us Clevo. on, though, hasn't he? <laughs> Who do you think will win the National League playoffs? Well, I lose a pint to Andy Craig if it's not Torquay. So I put my money on Torquay. He, it, me, me and him had a, had a bet that uh, I said Torquay would win the league and he said Stockport would win the league. We both got wrong on that. Um, <laughs> so we've now rolled it into the playoffs. So I'm going with Magic Johnson's Torquay. Okay. Okay. So uh, just to clarify, we've got Torquay, who will not play until the semi-finals. Notts County and Chesterfield have got to play each other. The winner of that will play Torquay. Uh, Stockport haven't got to play until the semis. And it will be Hartlepool and Bromley. They will play the winner of that. Um, ben? Uh, I can't look past Stockport, personally. Uh, crest of a wave. Fifteen, Their last 15 games, won nine, drawn six, lost none, conceded just eight goals, scored 32 in the process. Um, I think they'll take Hartlepool down. Um, I th- uh, sorry, no, they're, they're obviously in third, aren't they? I think they'll take whoever gets through to them in the in the semi-final down. Uh, yeah, I can't look past Stockport. Madden at, at, at Ashton Gate. Whip one in the top corner. Yeah, it's going to be Torquay Stockport in the final. I can see that. Do you think? I think. Go on. Who do you think then, Ian? I reckon. Um, I reckon it's going to be Chesterfield or Notts County. <sighs> I think they've got momentum. They got momentum. How can you say Chesterfield oh, after they're... everything you've said this season <laughs> about Chesterfield? I'm sorry, they got they've got momentum on their side. Cheaters never win. What do you mean momentum? Notts County lost yesterday, didn't they? They lost they to Bromley. Chesterfield didn't. Chesterfield. You Chesterfield. said momentum. Yeah, Chesterfield. Didn't you say Notts County as well. Well, I did say. Oh that. right, I see they're playing each other. All right, okay, right, I'm shot. <laughs> yeah, quite right too. Quite right too. Point right, right. Um, okay. okay. So, Dorky, Stockport, and Chesterfield. That's our guesses. Yeah. Correct. I spelled Stockport with a little dollar sign for the S because I just can't stop doing that. Okay. Every time I do it, I think to myself, I should stop, but I just can't. 
Right, we've got. <laughs> I'm just looking at the time, and Ben's got house viewing soon. So yeah, oh, someone's uh, coming to buy my house. So let's sorry. go. We uh, maybe we won't answer all the questions. Hughes Hughes asked a good one. Um, one will disappear via the playoffs, but leaving that aside, we now know the National League lineup for next season. So, what's the away ground trip that you're most looking forward to, and why? Weymouth. Um, part of me is looking forward to Wrexham, just so we can laugh at them for not getting promoted like they promised us they would. Um, Chesterfield, when they don't go up either, that'll be <laughs> hilarious. Um, anything, I mean, for me, anything north, I kind of wanted to go to Altrincham this season. I couldn't go um, because I wasn't, and you know, I wasn't a home fan like Dave. <laughs> so there's a there's a Got couple the there's a couple of uh, northern ones I'd like to go to. Uh, who else is coming down? Southend and Grimsby. Grimsby. Oh, that's what be a good I'm going to say. Barrett, you've got to come one. and try the fish and chips at Grimsby. I don't like fish, but I certainly have the chips. Yeah, you got to you got to try it. There, there, there's some brilliant uh, chip shops around uh, around Grimsby's ground. I would yeah. encourage everyone to go to them. It's very cold, um, uh, but but yeah, I, I'd say I'd say Grimsby for that. But it, it's also it's got to be Weymouth, isn't it? Yeah, you know, the, my, the atmosphere of a yeah atmosphere of a derby because it you know it's closer than any other we've had of recent time. <laughs> And I've never, Speak for yourself. I've never experienced it either. You know, Weymouth were always nothing, as I was growing up. Oh. So. <laughs> I only, I only have one in in an FA Trophy game. I've never seen us play them in the league because that was the nineteen seventies, I think, before my time. So yeah. yeah, so that that's for me. Weymouth is going to be Weymouth will be fun. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, should we do any other questions? I think because we're you know we've got a lot of we've got a lot of space to fill in the next few weeks. So maybe we should leave some of these and we can, we can talk about, shall we, shall we leave the good people on the announcement of the end of season awards? Yes. The... When are we doing these? Is it, is that this, is that this week? Is that this coming week? Yeah, I think we'll do that for Friday. I think is, we'll do it Friday. It is the inaugural, the first ever, probably last ever, Inserts dramatic music. The first ever Glovies Awards are coming to you live exclusively on the Glovers cast this coming Friday. <laughs> we say live. Put your put your best tuxedos on. We will be bringing you the Glovies. <laughs> a... You could sound a bit more excited about it, guys. I'm trying. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for some background music to unbelievable. <laughs> I might I, I, I might put some in post, but probably not. Um, yeah, yeah, the Glovies. The Glovies on yeah. Friday. Woo! Woo uh, the categories, will we'll probably just do them on the day, really. Yeah, um, make one for probably. <laughs> right. We haven't even got an actual award. Should we get some certificates or something and laminate them? Uh, have you got a laminator? No. No. It's probably not good for probably the environment not. these you, you days, laminate. laminate. You work for Screwfix? Yeah, I work at what home. <laughs> Damn pandemic ruining the glovies. Exactly. Well, we wouldn't even have the glovies if it wasn't for a pandemic, probably. Yeah, true. Um, true. But the glovies are coming this Friday. Who do you want to see win awards? What awards should we give out? Because we haven't thought of any yet. So yeah. <laughs> we thought we thought of a couple, but we can't say them on air. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's go. Ben's got to sell a house. Yeah. Cheers, guys. Thank you very much. Thanks for your time. Cheers. Bye. bye. Cheers. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. 
Lindergaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.